Oh my god, what a shit show over here this has been. Huh. Oh well, fuck it. Welcome to the last call of Angel Perkins Harris. Um, glad to have you guys here. Um, glad to stick around. Um, you guys are great. Just want y'all to know that. Um, uh, today's show will be basically featuring the highs and lows of 2020. Uh, my goals I set for myself when the show began in terms of call versus what happened um, in reality because a lot has happened in reality and I'm happy it did uh, and I think this is a year where I obviously it's my first year but I don't think I'm done yet it is the year where I arrived on the call scene but it's also the year where I feel like I've left so much on the table to do so many great things but yet you know it's not there yet uh, we're gonna get to that uh, I'm going to talk about how, I, how happy I am for my best friends, uh, some of my friends who have recently went into championship success, Hunter Quinn being the WPW Grand Prix Champion, Jay Knight winning the MFW World WA title, Adam Richards being World Champion in uh, HXW and Triumph, as well as Tag Champion with myself and Honor Bound. Uh, also, him winning Apex on the Honor Bound side, heading to face off um, for a chance at the MSB Championship. Um, this will come out most likely a few hours before uh, Honor Bound's next show, so we'll see how that goes if Richard uh, But if this comes out afterwards, hopefully Richard wins. Good luck, bro. But, uh, you know, we're gonna get into all that Q&A, all that shit. Um, but yeah, this is basically me gonna talk about my overview of 2020, how I felt this year, went for myself, what I could've done better and a bunch of other things that I feel you guys could know, but let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into this, guys. Alright, before we get into the tirade and all that shit, uh, I feel like this needs to be said. Um, remember way back in the Jade, with the Jaden Shadow situation? Uh, I know everyone's going to be angry with me about this, but I need to start with this because this needs to be said. Uh, because a lot of people just see my, my, uh, stock rise exponentially thanks to, see, thanks to Honor Bound and working with Equilibrium and WPW with HXW as well, with all that shit, you know, it's so sobering that almost all of that hasn't happened, almost all of that never happened. It would have never happened if it wasn't for one decision that I had to make way back when this whole thing with me and Jaden went down. So, for those who don't remember, uh, I'll refresh your memory. Jaden Shadow, at one point during the promo, uh, he said, I, I don't remember, I forget exactly what along the lines he said. He said something along the lines of, because I remember somebody else in the group chat we was all having fun joking around. It was something about sucking dick at one point. And then somebody says, oh, you, oh, I suck dick better than your mother, and your mother this and that. And I went off on Twitter. I made sure I made it public on a twit longer, like, yo, Mama Harris, don't bother. That's off limits. And then I posted it in every group I was in, every chat, every league. And I said, if your owners want to punish me for this, that's fine. But I just don't give a fuck. 
because this needs to be said. And if you don't like it, kiss my ass. And I'm not going to lie, that's exactly how I said it. And if you remember how it was back then, yeah, that's how I said it. Um, And then Jaden comes around and says, oh, if you keep trying to threaten me, because he thought I was trying to threaten him. I wasn't. I was just being broad and saying an open statement to everyone. He said, you keep threatening me like that, I'll have you go crying back to your mother's grave or something. And... It got along the lines when I woke up to it because he ended up posting it on social media. And then he ended up making a promo about it. People screenshotted it, sent it to my DMs. I wake up and I see this shit and I'm like, the fuck is this? I'm going through my timeline. I'm going through the mentions. People mentioning me like crazy. And I'm just seeing all this and I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. And I made up that video and I said, I'm done. You know what was the crazy thing about it? Some of you guys may remember me saying, I'll be back at some point, but I'm not sure yet. No, you can. No, no, no. I was being straight up honest. I was done. Like that was it for me. I was not going to take that shit. Like I was not going to allow my family name to be tarnished. And before everyone goes off and says, well, APH, you shouldn't have never mentioned her to begin with. First of all, I never mentioned her in bad breath. I basically said some, I didn't even say anything the first go around. And then someone says, oh, you suck dick better than your mother, blah, blah, blah. And then I went and everyone chat and I'm like, yo, Mama Harris is off limits. Don't bother with her, please. Because last time somebody did, I went on a rant and I don't want to do that anymore. And then Jaden decided to make a promo about it, disrespecting her, I went off, and now people are saying Jaden should be fucking blacklisted, but then there's other people who say I should just take it on the chin, and I should not be more of a bitch about it, and I'm sitting here like, what What are you talking about? Now, I hate to dig up a fucking, I hate to dig up skeletons and bones, but... That still irks me. That still irks me to this day. And when I made that video saying that I was done, that I was gone from call for a while, I legit was about to delete 2K20, delete 2K19, sell both of those games, end up going to buy NHL hockey and start playing that off like crazy and buying whatever games my friend was having so we can play together. I was legit ready to call it quits. And at that point, um, this is around the time when I almost, when I also suffered a breakup. A uh, boyfriend of a year broke up with me, and it was messy as hell. And I don't like saying this in public because you know it, it's all patched up now. Me and him are cool, like to the to to an extent. But I wasn't taking that breakup the right way. And on a pile of that, on top of everything I felt at that point, I was ready to just say, fuck everything. Fuck this call shit, and just throw it all away. And, thankfully, Jay Knight texted me. As soon as I made the post saying, I'll be going now. I have to go now. My planet needs me type shit. 
And before I was ready to post up saying APH died on his way to his home planet and is never coming back, just when I was ready to call it quits and delete my account, Jay Knight texted me and said, dude, you better not fucking quit. You better not. You better come back. Don't let this motherfucker really get in your head like that. And thankfully, I listened. And the rest was history. Because after that, I got my shit back together. I updated myself. I got myself a new look. And afterwards, HXW came knocking. And then Honorbound came knocking. And then after that, WPW was coming back. And this whole time, after I came back, after the first show I did after I came back, I sat to myself and really thought, damn, I really made the right choice. So uh, I figured we start off this whole podcast with me just saying that flat out, just so I have an understanding that all of this that I have right now, if I decided to quit way back, it would have never happened. It's a sobering thought, yes, but it's a thought nonetheless. Um, Alright, this is a portion where I uh, basically try to answer um, just broad questions. I don't have my uh, my other phone with me to answer Q&A shit. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll get to that the next time. But um, one of the questions I've always been asked is... Where do you see yourself next year? Um, this is a big one. Uh, I hope to be defending my championship, the newly won HXW TV title. I look to defend that at Summer Mania 4. Like, I I know that's a long time from now. We just got out of Summer Mania 3 just a few months ago. So to think that you can get from Summer Mania 3 to 4 is a big jump. I get it. But it'd be really cool if I could, you know, that'd be one of those things where I just jump in my seat, be like, yes, I can do it. I can do it. Like, I hope I can. I hope that everything goes correct and everything goes to plan. Uh, whatever plan boom has for me and the crew, uh, I wouldn't mind doing whatever they have me do. Um, but if if I could make it to Summer Mania for either as a champion or fighting for a championship, that would be that would be great. Another thing that I want to keep in mind, uh, hopefully get 200 viewers on, um, my first, my first mania that I'm doing for World Pro Wrestling, uh, supercharged. Um, before that, I have to get to the Rumble. I hope that does well. Uh, I hope WBW actually gets to new heights or something like that. 500 followers on my show will be cool. Maybe 500 subs. On my channel, that'd be cool. I'm not going to try to shoot for any real crazy-ass numbers like that. Uh, or anything crazy. But, in all honesty, that's one of those things that I've always wanted to have. You know, like a big following. So, like, every show is must-see. You know, whenever the fuck it comes out, if you do decide to be cooperative in uh, 2021. But, yeah, that's one of the things that I really thought... Like, if my show had a big following like that, that'd be great. And it'd be, um, it'd really be great for the people who actually watch the shows and participate in the shows and, you know, do booking and everything. Because from front, from front to back, this whole show deserves it. Roster included. 
Um, I've always been asked, what do I really want to have as a dream match? Um, hmm. I can't even say Jordan Brooks because I faced him in Autobound. That's one of those things I've always wanted to do. Me versus Jordan Brooks. Um, like, not even as a match, as a feud. Like, dickhead, um, holier-than-thou Jordan Brooks versus the humble, grinding APH. Like, when I say dream matches, I'm not saying that in terms of just one match at all and call it a day. I mean a feud. Like, I mean a genuine, full-fledged feud full of storytelling and all that jazz. And if there's one guy who I know can carry his weight in a feud, it is Jordan fucking Brooks. And I think he'll be great with me and him together as a pair. That's one of those things um, I never really... uh, Like, that's one of those things that, speaking of now, I've always wanted to do. Um, when people say dream matches, that's another thing I need to notice with me. When y'all say dream matches, I don't mean, I don't answer it as dream match on 2K and that's it. I mean feud. Like, if a feud with Nathaniel West says anything, I feel like I can have a good feud with anybody. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I would love to have a feud with Jordan Brooks. Um... I would love one day to have a few with Mike Angel, although I feel he would probably bury me on the mic. Um, Ryan Swift uh, is definitely another choice uh, to have a few with. Crude, Christian Crude, obviously. Awesome guy. Would love to have a few with him. Brett Curtis is another one. Um, shit, there's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people. I could easily say Tyler Jones, too. Uh, mostly because I just want to know how good this clashing of styles would be. Bowden, Jared Bowden, hell, put all of Revolt in that show, bitch. Besides Amber Reed. Well, wait, I'm finding her in anyways in Axis. Ah, shit. Well, Braddock, <laughs> Braddock, um, Bowden, Brooks. I would love to have a few with any Revolt. And no, I'm not trying to pitch my own ideas. For HXW going down the line. Boom. Please don't listen to me and start doing that. Please. I do not want to get murdered by that man. Because I will get killed. I'm too young for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Tristan Silva will be another one. Uh, Jarek Lawson, too. Um, I've noticed with, his, with the way he finally was able to reach out and find a good gimmick to work for himself. I think that it's only a matter of time before he reaches that hierarchy in uh, EFED and actually starts to, you know, really make a name for himself. Also, it, we have to, I have to tie up a loose end. That's one of those other guys who I just look at and be like, dude, we need to have another match because you beat me. You took my undefeated streak in, in uh, AJXW. I want my rematch, please. Um, another one who I think a lot of people would not realize until now even I didn't notice how great he is till now. Richie Rose. Fucking hell. Richie Rose, you're great. Like, honestly, you're great. I don't want to hear anybody else say Richie Rose isn't good because he's amazing. Mike skills are great. Unring, like, that dude can fold you up like a pretzel. I would love to have a feud with you again, man. 
or have a match with you again or a feud, whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck tickles your fancy. I don't really care. Um, any of my DOA or Kingdom boys, Hunter Quinn, Brandon Alexander, or Jay Knight, uh, Jonathan Reed, definitely, definitely read. Holy shit, definitely read. And I say this knowing damn well what me and him would do, especially since we're best friends. Also, shout out to him making it to HXW. About time, boy. Glad you're there. Um, same with Brandon Alexander, obviously, too. Being Nate West before my match against him. Um, I say me and Reed because of the simple fact that I know what the fuck me and him are going to say to each other. And I just can't wait to put that on TV. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So much shit's going to be said. It's going to be a year and a half of burial material. Now, that's the funny part. We'll go to our old gimmicks. We'll go to our old attires, our old hairstyles, the fact that he used to like a hobo, the fact that I used to like a knockoff Iron Man or RoboCop. Dude, the fucking promos me and him could have on the mic is insane. <laughs> Same thing with Jay Knight, honestly. Like, dude, that shit would be funny. It'd be hilarious. Um, what is another thing that everyone asks me? Who would you like to team with? I already got a dream partner in Adam Richards. I mean, what else can I say? If, God forbid, I have to miss a hard mic, which I don't think I've missed a hard mic or Talking Extreme since I've joined either shows, um, I would say Richards can hold me down regardless. Same with me. If he has to miss one, I'll hold it down. And uh, we just make a great pairing, honestly. The vet, the vet who had a chance, and I never noticed this till now, we beat a team consisting of Psycho G and Tyson Brooks. You know what? Um, if y'all noticed there was a cut between... I had to fucking look it up on my other fucking phone. I had to find it on my Twitch so there'll be a nice little cut in between this. Um, but yeah, I noticed that we beat them and I never noticed I was in the ring with Tyson. And it sucks that he's away from call because he would have been another one of those guys who I love to be with or team with or feud with. I've heard nothing but great shit from that, man. That that was a missed opportunity for me. Like I know probably as soon as I entered both companies, he was already almost on his way out. But damn, Tyson Brooks versus Angel Perkins Harris. I'm sorry. That's one of those dream matches that I completely whiffed on. I so pissed I didn't pitch it to nobody. At least a singles match. We only found it a tag. It sucks because I've heard that he's awesome. He's great. So the fact that I was able to be in the same ring with him in the tag match and win my first tag titles with Richards facing G and Brooks. By the way, Psycho, by the way, Psycho G. Another one of those guys who I want to fight or be in a team with, because that'd be great. I love to be in a feud with Psycho G, although I feel like the majority of that feud will feature me just calling calmly like this and G um, trying his hardest to make sure that somebody puts a hard ban on the F word. Also, some things with bashing people in the head with till their brains come out of some shit. Like, I fear for my life against that man. 
But it's seen him and Brooks, Tyson Brooks, I feel like it's a huge missed opportunity. Like, I keep kicking myself thinking, damn, he didn't leave. And this isn't even me saying he should have stayed just a few with me because that's selfish. This is me saying, God forbid, if he stayed for just a little longer, we could have had a singles match together. And my God, I would have been happy. Um, I feel like I feel like now is the best time for me to transition into uh, the main core as to why this show is happening. And that is the reaction to possibly, in my words, the best year, the best last five months that I've had in my life in terms of call so far. You know, uh, to prolong this uh, podcast and make it go along before I go to my uh, predictions on 2021, I like to start about sports for a minute because I'm a sports fan. You guys see my posts about sports and everything. I saw my post. Um, if you're Christian Connors or Zach Quinn, you were in party when I saw the Jets win. Uh, their first game of the season, uh, everyone's panicking because of Trevor Lawrence, and I'm just sitting here like, who cares? We fucking won. (laughs) Hell yes. And then the day got better, or the week got better, when the Steelers lost to the Bengals. All right, I'm just going to sit here and say this straight up. Uh, To the New York Jets, hell of a game. Sam Darnold, you're not there yet, but you did what you needed to do. You didn't make dumb mistakes. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams are a prime example of what happens when you play down in severely terrible competition. The Jets are terrible. Let's be honest here. They're terrible. But, on any given day, any given day, hence the nature of sports, any team can win any game. Think way back in the when Virginia was number one seed in the in the uh, March Madness, and they faced off against UMBC, which is a 16 seed, and no one's ever beaten this number one seed as a 16 seed. Well, not only did they get beat, they got their ass kicked. Think back to um, 2019, I think it was, when the Tampa Bay Lightning, before they won a Stanley Cup, the year before they won a Stanley Cup, it was the year. They was President's Trophy winners. By President's Trophy winners, if you're not familiar with hockey, that means that they uh, that means that they had the best regular season record, and uh, they were granted that with the President's Trophy. And the President's Trophy winner has always won at least some playoff games. Some have gotten eliminated in the first round. Some were one and done. Some made it to the Stanley Cup. Some won the Stanley Cup. Then you have those who just get bounced in the second round. Some get bounced in the first round. There's never been a stand, there's never been a President's Trophy winner to get swept. That happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Blue Jackets. A team everyone thought they were gonna murder. Think back to 2015. My New York Mets. No one had us going to the World Series. They had the they had the Chicago Cubs pinned. We swept them in the NLCS. Flashback to this game. And then to the game on Monday. You have a team in the Los Angeles Rams in the midst of a playoff run against a team in the Jets trying to avoid the Lions and Browns record of infamy with zero wins and 16 losses, and you lose to that team. If I'm the Los Angeles Rams, I'm urging the garden. No one's flying on that private jet home. You all are terrible if y'all lose to that damn team. 
The same shit I said a couple of years back when we were 0-4 and we beat the Cowboys. No one deserves to lose to us. And if you lose to us when we have zero wins, if you're the reason we have one win on our record at the end of the season, say goodbye. Bengals. I don't know where the fuck that defense came from. I don't know who the fuck this quarterback is. I'm pretty sure Joe Mixon was injured or inactive. And you motherfuckers still beat the Pittsburgh Steelers ass. If I'm the Steelers, I'm petrified. How the fuck did you go from 11-0 to losing three straight? You know what the crazy thing about 2020 is? Crazier things have happened. The Miami Marlins made it to the fucking postseason for crying out loud for the first time since 03. Remember that? Remember 03 if you're a baseball fan? Oh, I don't know. That's the year that the fucking Miami Marlins won a World Series. Up until this year, anytime the Marlins made it to the World Series, 03 and I think 1997. Was it 97? Yeah, it was 97 because the Yankees won 98. Yeah, I remember those 97 and 03. Marlins went to the playoffs as a wild card, and they won the World Series. You have a team in the Pittsburgh Steelers who are not only running away with the AFC North, projected to be one of the best divisions in football going into this season. Ravens are falling apart. Bengals are the Bengals. The Browns are rising, but... You know their little brother. You don't have to worry about them. You're eleven and no. You're you're higher than the Chiefs, who lost one game. I don't know how the fuck they lost to the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Gruden Grinders. And yeah, you motherfuckers went from eleven and no to losing to a team with no name, losing to the fucking Bills, and now you lose to the Bengals. In Cincinnati, Juju Smith-Schuster, I swear to God, I used to love you, but I am so happy you got lit the fuck up tonight. Try dancing on their logo now. If I'm big, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I'm petrified. This team does not look like they're ready for a Super Bowl run. They don't even look like they can beat the Browns. Oh, remember the Browns? Yeah, turns out they're one game behind you in the division. You lose one fucking game in these next two games. And they went out. They win the division. Imagine a year where the Cleveland Browns win the division over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fuck? That's 2020 and it's it's an entirety at that point. At that point, you just got to throw the year out and be like, all right, fuck it, we fucked up. I'm not even a Steelers fan. That's the thing. I want them to be good, but it's so frustrating when a team that everyone had projected to win the Super Bowl after 10 and 0 is now 11 and 3. And not just a good 11 and 3, they're terrible. This isn't one of those losses like Cleveland had last week in Baltimore against Baltimore, where they kept going back and forth until someone had to lose. This wasn't one of those losses where you just looked at it and was like, oh, man, uh, Ravens, good job. You won. Your playoff hopes are still alive. But Cleveland, you lost. But damn, you guys fought. Damn, you guys aren't done yet, aren't you? You guys are going to continue on. You'll be fine. This isn't that. This is one of those 
panic button losses. You mash the fuck out of that panic button and say something's wrong. We gotta fix it. Now I want y'all to lose a division to the Browns. I want it. Because I want y'all to go through that wild card. Y'all gonna go through it anyway, because I don't see the Chiefs losing anytime soon. They're gonna go in. They're gonna go be 15 and 1. I see the Browns winning out. You better hope and pray you do not lose next week. Oh, by the way, you guys face the Browns sooner down the line. Have fun with that. I'm a I'm a fan of everything. I love all sports. I wanted to put that in. I'm going to probably do those kind of rants or kind of sports talks uh, going down the line. Um, um, if we're going to talk basketball for just a quick second, teams out of Dallas Mavericks and the, Boston, and the Brooklyn Nets, obviously. Go Nets. Fuck y'all. But in football, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. I want y'all to win the division. TC Steelers motherfuckers was boss because I had to deal with so many Steelers fans talking about how great they are at 11 and 0. You lost to the Bengals. You lost to a team with no name. The Bills, I get. They're playoff contenders. They're contenders to beat the Chiefs at this point. You guys don't even look like you can beat the Raiders. That's sad. I can only imagine if that was if the roles were reversed and we the Jets faced you guys. Imagine if that was what happened and we beat you guys. Push the damn panic button now. Cause at this rate, you motherfuckers ain't making it to no Super Bowl. God damn it. Alright. After that fucking rant, I just had to go get something to drink because my fucking head is hurting. Because goddamn, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even a Steelers fan. I'm pissed at them because, like, I expected so much more from this damn godforsaken team. Let's talk wrestling for a second. Let's talk outside of, of the uh, sports world. Let's talk about WWE, AEW, all that mess. Before anyone gets on my ass, I don't watch AEW or WWE. I watch the highlights. I watch the shit on YouTube. I watch all this shit on uh, highlights and shit like that. I don't have time to watch shows anymore. And frankly, I don't have the patience. If anything, the one show I watch religiously will be SmackDown. Because have you seen Roman Reigns lately? Have you seen how good he is? Hell, hell, watch Raw, not just for The Fiend. The Hurt Business. (laughs) Talk about somebody we did not think we would need back. Like everyone talks about how Edge coming back on Raw, coming back at the Royal Rumble was one of the greatest returns in the WWE. Very few people will talk about the most underrated return in WWE this year. MVP. This man took three people who were in mediocrity. And turned them into stars. And in turn, turned the people who they were feuding with into stars. Bobby Lashley was with Lana at some point. And I know we it's not cool to slag Lana because of the whole depression thing. But let's be fair. Did anybody want that? No. Was that a good way to spend Rusev's last couple of weeks in the company? No. Were we all happy when Lana was called a thought in front of MVP's face? Yes, 
Yes, you were. Don't fucking lie to me. You was fucking happy. Let's talk about fucking... Let's talk about how... As soon as MVP linked up with Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley faced off against Drew McIntyre and probably an underrated match for the WWE title that not many people talk about. It was great. You know what happened on Backlash, which was happened with the greatest wrestling match ever. Which, by the way, holy shit, that match was great. Orton and Edge killed it. I will say that. Um, Let's also talk about Shelton Benjamin. 24-7 champion. Uh, <laughs> now is the Royal Tag Champion with Cedric Alexander. A guy who was due to be 205 Live or bust. And everyone was clamoring for him, along with Ricochet and the crew, to be in AEW. Which, I have to say this, just out of the rip. Just because somebody is not doing as well as you may think. Don't just automatically assume they should go to another company, please. Because that's getting annoying. That shit gets annoying. As soon as fucking Keith Lee got sent down to the freaking performance center to do basic fucking training or whatever training he was told to do, you motherfuckers kept trying to say he should go to AEW or Impact Wrestling. Like, motherfucker, are you serious? Can you not jump the gun? At this point, yes, I can see why people hate on WWE, because they do stupid shit, a la the fucking Rey Mysterio-Seth Rollins feud. It was cool at first, but then it got stupid real quick. Where the fuck is Aleister Black? I'm still wondering about that shit. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, the fact that they had the Universal Championship on Bray Wyatt. This is going to be controversial. Why I say that? Hmm, I don't know. Something... Something about this doesn't feel right to me. Alright, he should have never been fucking champion. Let's be honest with yourselves. If you did the turn with Seth after the Hell in a Cell thing, and then turn him into the Messiah as the champion, that would have been great. Or, if you would have kept Bray Wyatt as champion, okay, I got a good idea with this one. Hear me out, guys. Hear me out. This is a perfect thing, you know? I don't even have to have y'all pay me for this advice, you know? And I got you guys. I got you guys. Hmm. All right. Don't put the belt on Goldberg, dumbass. That, that shit pissed me off. Imagine what would happen if Bray Wyatt held the title since Saudi Arabia all the way to payback, and then Roman beats him. No Goldberg fucking bullshit. No Braun Strowman bullshit. Yes, I get it. We were all happy for Braun, but did he really? Was the title really warranted? It felt out of place to me. To me, it felt like Braun Strowman was put in the place that wasn't supposed to be his. In all honesty, if COVID didn't happen, Roman Reigns would have been feuding with Bray Wyatt and the whole swamp bullshit. That would have been his future. We would have never gotten the Tribal Chief. Speaking of the Tribal Chief, motherfucker, are you kidding me? It's the best thing going in wrestling. Yes, I said in wrestling. Kenny Omega taking the Impact, taking the AEW World Championship to Impact Wrestling. Put all the buzz and everything. And yes, he is an amazing competitor and a great champion. I'm not saying that. And I'm not going to shit on AEW just because I want to shit on AEW. But have you seen what Roman Reigns has done? He's literally taken a championship that we can all universally agree has been dog shit since inception. 
except for that time when Kevin Owens held the belt. And then he turned it into the biggest thing in wrestling. Seriously. You know when you got a gimmick right? And I say this in aspects of call. You know when you have a gimmick down packed so perfectly that all of a sudden everyone and their fucking baby mama want to be a Samoan. This is the new Messiah gimmick. Everyone wanted to be the Messiah when Seth Rollins came out with that shit. Now everyone wants to be a fucking Samoan tribal chief. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. That's how you know a gimmick's great. Does anyone want to be the next Kenny Omega? Sunglasses on with the broomstick ladies? I don't see that much. And if I do, if I can't, then I must be fucking blind. Again, I'm not trying to shit on I'm not trying to shit on Kenny Omega or AEW. I thought what they did was great. And if they can partner up with Impact Wrestling and help feed some money their way so they can, you know, afford to get out the doldrums and try to figure out them shit together. Cause finance cause in Ring's perspective, Impact Wrestling's as good as ever. Um in terms of production value and all that shit, yeah, it can use some work. Tony Khan and his mom and his pops can help out with that. But also, I found it weird how you go from AEW with screaming fans to WWE in the Thunderdome with fans piped in to Impact Wrestling dead silence. Like, I cannot watch an Impact match because I can't take dead silence. And before you say, well, did you watch say WWE or AEW during the, during the first time of the pandemic? No, I couldn't take deadpan silence. You cannot pay me to watch deadpan silence. Before you say, but you watched Drew and fucking Brock. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And I had the shit muted. <laughs> but back to what I was saying. Roman Reigns is the biggest thing in wrestling right now. There's no fucking alternative. There's no alternative. Um, his work with Jey Uso has elevated Jey Uso. He is with Sonya Deville. Remember her? He's with her in the category of possibly the most improved wrestlers on the roster. People that we had no idea could be main event worthy. Now, all of a sudden, we want them as world champions. Do you know how many people were clamoring for Jey Uso? If it wasn't for this Roman Reigns gimmick, they're like, damn, Roman can't lose yet. But damn, it'd be cool if Jey was champion. Do you think we would have thought of that when 2019 came around? No. Roman Reigns is the shit now. I have been saying it for a long time. I'm not one of those guys who are just jumping on his bandwagon now. I've always liked Roman. I thought that they just needed one thing to turn him. After the leukemia incident, I was like, they can't turn him now. It, it, it would be, it would just be fake because it won't be legit because it, it's just, you can't boo a guy like that no more. You can, Once it comes out, he has leukemia and he's fighting this cancer. He's going to be a baby face forever. I just lived with it. And I think we all did. Now they took an opportunity where Roman stepped away Remember, at the beginning of the year when Roman stepped away because of COVID, we didn't think he would be coming back. Now he's back and he's legit taking over. And before you guys say, well, what about Sasha Banks? I don't have an opinion on her. Next. <laughs> I know that's going to upset some stands, but personally, I don't think Sasha Banks is. I think she's a great wrestler. I just don't think she makes a great baby face. 
Like, she's not a face. She's a heel. Why is she acting face against Carmella? Why is Carmella anywhere near the title picture? Why can't you put Bianca Belair there? Wait, 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 hold on. Hold off on that, Tomania. I forgot. Damn, is Women's Division on SmackDown really that shit? Damn. Well, there's Natalia, so... No, wait, wait, I got it. Tamina. Book Tamina versus Sasha Banks. Book it. I don't give a fuck. Book it. <laughs> Speaking of women's divisions, holy shit, WWE is fucked up. Asuka has had no substantial reign as champion. It's been it's been shit. I hate to say that because I love Asuka, but her reign has been shit. Unless you ca- outside of Sasha and Bailey, what has she done? Besides fight Selena Vega, who's gone, and fight Lana, who's injured. Now she's teaming with Charlotte. Why exactly? Well, I'm not gonna question it because there are a bunch of there's a bunch of Charlotte Flair stands coming out of the woodwork, so who cares? Uh Shayna Baszler should have been champion at the beginning of the year. She should have been champion at that point. She should have won the World Rumble and faced off against Becky at Mania and then won Mania. So that way we wouldn't have to sit through the terrible Elimination Chamber match at the end of the show. Good lord, it was terrible. Um, NXT's women's division, NXT in general, what more do I have to say? That's just going stronger than ever. Yes, the pandemic hurt it a bit because now the fan interaction is not entirely there, but it's still great. It's still awesome. I haven't even mentioned Keith Lee except for the whole, you know, sending him down, but I think WWE is got Keith Lee in great hands, he's not buried, Drew McIntyre has been the champion of, if it wasn't for Roman, Drew would have been champ of the year, because Drew has taken over the year, he's been great, um, AEW's women's division, where is it, legit, where is it, I don't, I don't know where it is, but fuck it, their tag division, I like it, it's way better than WWE's. Good lord. And inc- that includes NXT too. Because up until recently, NXT has just tried to bring in new teams. But you can't just have Undisputed Era hold the belts forever. As much as everyone would love that, by the way. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly with the championship guitar. I mean, that'd be cool. Um, As far as... Oh, wait, I forgot. I forgot to mention one more thing before I go on my end, my end rant. What the fuck is Cody Rhodes? Is he a face? Is he a heel? I, I, I don't get it. Also, I don't get this whole I can't challenge for the world title thing. Like, I get it. He did that to just heighten up the stakes. And we all thought that he was going to win the belt at that point. But it was against Chris Jericho. And only the second AEW pay-per-view. And it was for a title that Jericho just won. No, I do not. Wait, it was a third pay-per-view. But no, I do not think Jericho was losing. But it just negates every feeling that I have that a young wrestler should not. That's that's the death note to a young wrestler, honestly. And don't get me started on Cody Rhodes as the... Cody Rhodes being an AEW world champion is going to be detrimental to the business because if anything if anything in the executive positions are a crazy chance the young bucks should not be tag champions right now so uh choke on that 
I honestly think that the whole never being able to go for the AEW world title thing or go for a world title in a fed that you're in basically just handicaps you because you're basically having a guy with the most elaborate entrance in the company, the most over baby face you have, except John Moxley or Darby Allen in your company. He can't be world champion. This isn't Sting we're talking about. This isn't guys like Gold, like Dustin Rhodes or something like that, something along those lines. This isn't anybody like that. Or Chris Jericho, if he had that stipulation, I wouldn't mind. But if you're a young wrestler and you self-impose a stipulation that you cannot win the championship or go after it again, if you lose this match, you're an idiot. Because you're basically saying to yourself, I don't want to be the best. Because as we all know, being world champion means you're the best. You're basically handicapping yourself. I know I'm going on a rant about how I don't like Cody and that bullshit. I just feel like if you're not going to go after the world title, the fuck are you doing? Why flounder yourself in the mid card all the time? Also, pick a side, you dickhead. Are you going to be a face... That's high-fiving Darby Allen fans. Are you going to be a heel who's doing push-ups in the middle of his matches like you're Scott Steiner? Like, just pick a side, dude. Also, John Moxley is the best. Moving on. I figured I'd put both of these companies in the same segment because they're both significant to me. HXW and Unabound. Two companies that I never thought I'd be a part of. Short story as to how I got there. Townsend shoots me a text. He says... Something along the lines of, I'm talking to HXW in terms of bringing you in. I don't know if it was specifically like that, but I get a text from HXW. They're saying, yo, we want to bring you in, blah, blah, blah. And I debut in a fatal four-way. It was a fatal four-way throwaway, and I think I was the first eliminated. Yeah, I think I was. And then I went up to face Chris Midas, uh, and then Braddock, and then Evan Dynamic. And then Oxley went to the Rumble and then went to Summermania. The story behind all of this was this was the first Fed that I really got a chance to talk on the mic. Like, actually talk in promo. Like, I never really got a chance to do that way back in CAC. I only got to do it once. Except if you count the intro promo I did. I only did it once and it was shit. It was shit and... At that point, Adam Epps just gave up and said, we're not giving you the mic again. Like, he would say, oh, we're going to do it in certain points, but he would specifically tell me not to go overboard on my shit, which basically gave me the notion that he thinks I'm just shit on the mic. Now, I could be wrong, but that's how I felt. He felt I felt like he was just trying to deliberately keep the mic away from me because he was like, you stunk up the last time. I don't want you to do it again. But... Being able to promo in, in uh, HXW on Talking Extreme was big for me. I was able to express myself in uh, ways I never thought I could, you know, and meet people that I never thought I'd get a chance to meet and see a whole new side to call that I can never see myself without at this point. Like, I can't see myself being as big as I am without doing voice promos. Um, at the same time as this is happening, I'm in going to Honor Bound. I get a text from Townsend. He's saying, yo, text 
these people, they want to talk to you. You didn't in honor bound. Now I'm going and texting them. They're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm in honor bound. And I make my promo in honor bound saying, oh, I'm hyping up my debut. A couple of days later, I put up a post saying, oh, it'd be great to face Crazy Jay. It'd be great to face Crazy Jay. Tone comments. Now, mind you, I had no idea Tone was anywhere near management at the time. He comments saying, word? Okay. All right, bet. Why the fuck did I debut against fucking Crazy Jay in Honor Pound? I'm like, what the fuck? Wait a minute, Tone. Chill. Like, that's why I had to specifically, like, I forgot to mention this during the dream matches type thing. Tone, for the love of God, skip that shit. If you're listening, I, you probably already listened to that shit. Fucking hell. But Tone, don't take it seriously, because I don't want you booking my shit no more, because you, you, you caught me about surprise, motherfucker. You caught me about surprise with that one. What caught me worse was that I, I, I squashed him. I'm not going to split hairs. I squashed him. It was not what I expected. What else I didn't expect was an opportunity to team with Adam Richards. Because I remember, um, I think this was during a time when, uh, yeah, during a time when um, Adam Richards was going into the, was just lost the open weight title. He was going to the tag titles because he was like, I want to be champion. Because my partner last time walked out like a bitch. And he was saying basically, oh, I'll choose anybody on the roster. And then I remember texting Lions like, yo, would you mind if I promote on this? I'm like, wait a minute, this is golden. If there's any way for me to break out, this is it. And I made my promo saying saying my piece like, yo, Richards, me and you together would be great, you know. It'd be great. Turns out that motherfucker listened to me. I become tag champions with Adam Richards. We lost the belts 11 days later to um, against the grain. And then we won it back. Now I'm a two-time champion with him. We get to Summermania. We get to after the Renegade Rumble, where I had a good showing, had two eliminations, entered the number six, did well. Um, and then I get told, hey, PH, you're going to be in uh, some, you're going to be Summermania kickoff. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, bro, you're going to be in the match. You're going to be in that battle world for a chance at a title match. I'm like, huh? Wait a minute. You're sitting, you're serious, right? I thought Summer Mania was supposed to be for the elite elite, like the, the big bullies. And he was like, no, well, yeah, but, you know, we see potential in you. And they said, frankly, you're one of the very few that we got signed just recently and is going to be on the show. And I figured, holy shit, that's great. This is my chance to do some bullshit. And I did an entrance I wanted to do so fucking badly I wanted to do the Bobby Roode fucking entrance, ascending down. I had the song. It matched perfectly. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, that was beautiful. Everyone was happy about it. They all marked out in the comments. And then the best part, the best part, the greatest part in the history of mankind, the motherfucker won. (laughs) Now I got a chance to go for a title match. Who do I choose? Over-fucking-powered Nate. And it wasn't even a decision at that point. As soon as I won the match, Jordan Brooks texted me. He was like, yo, APH, as soon as you're ready, you got out of the watch party. We need to talk. I was like, okay, that's cool. We get 
by the way, if you're on a watch party with me during big moments, um, you know to fucking cover your ears because I scream and cheer a lot. Um, when I won again, when I won the tag titles, uh, people heard me crying, like legit crying. And then when I won at Summermania, they saw they heard me literally scream so fucking loud. I got disconnected off Discord because I yanked out my headphones out my phone. But you know, you know, watch parties with me are a cool experience, you know. <laughs> but um, uh, we ended up texting each other, and I said immediately, Nate West. I'm thinking about Nate West, and he said, "Think about it. Come back to us later." And I said, "Okay, Nate." He said, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." He was like, "Okay, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with this." And going down the line. Did I think that I would beat Nate? Personally, I sat here and thought to myself, well, maybe stranger things have happened. Maybe I could win. Push come to fucking shove. We get to the match of the hour. We get to the big match. The big showing. And I fucking had a great match against Nate West. And I win. Now I'm a TV champion. Now I'm already tag champion. I'm double champion for fuck's sake. It's one of those um, surreal moments where I had to sit back to myself and think to myself, holy shit, what just happened? What? It's not a match with Nathaniel West and I'm champion? What? What? And as my, as my new song is blaring through the stream and everyone's saying GG, congratulations Angel, I couldn't help but... Just be silent and just start screaming at the top of my lungs like, oh my god, I fucking won! It was, it was so beautiful and awesome. And to both owners, I just have nothing else but to say thank you guys, uh, Boom and the Lions. Not only just for the platform and just for the, uh, for the show and, and having me as your champions in both shows, but for talking extreme and hard, Mike. I can't see myself without those, honestly. I can't see myself without doing a voice promo to express myself. Doing Twitter promos feels weird now. Like, it gets to the point where doing Twitter promos are weird. Like, I want to do every promo I want on voice. You know? It, it's, it's that crazy now. But in all honesty, thank you so much to both men. So much to both companies. And I cannot wait to continue on into 2021 you know it's gonna it's gonna be a great year for everyone involved but i just can't wait to continue on with you guys because it's been a blast before we get into the end of this show i like to slowly get on the uh bandwagon of trying to recap my year in the fed ownership business way back um after the Jaden Shadow incident, I believe it was, I realized that Laser or Ezekiel Brady or whatever the fuck he wants to call his, call his dumbass self. By the way, Laser, if you're listening to this, I still hate your bitch ass. Fuck you. Um, yeah, I, I, I was I still have resentment for him, his little Killian Red friend, whatever the fuck he was, trying to disrespect me on some bullshit when I try to discuss business. Uh, fuck yourself. Um, it was after all that situation where I decided, you know what? 
if I can do W, if I can do TPW so well to the point where I'm the only show running and everyone wants to see my shit, fuck it. I can run my own company. So I decided to bring back a fed that I was doing in competitive world pro wrestling. Mixed results. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was mixed. There was a lot of people who were happy. Jonathan Reed especially was ecstatic that we were bringing back the baby that we all used to come from. Jay Knight, Jonathan Reed, Zeke Salzer, and myself all came from WPW. That's where we came from. That's the competitive spot where we all decided to jump to EFED. That's where we came from. That's where we got our gimmicks. That's where we got our characters. And me bringing it back was just basically like going back to the old glory. And we figured we'll make it better than ever. Then there was people who were saying, do, do you really think, do, I don't know if APH can really do this. You know, like, it wasn't a doubt as to WPW is going to be good or not. It was a doubt of, can APH really run a company? Now, I'm not going to say I've been perfect because of the show delays and all that. But I think I've done a pretty decent job. Um, I've done everything I can to ensure that every show I put out is better than the last. Every show that I put out is must-see TV. Every show that I put out is something that people are going to cling on and want to keep watching for more and want to join companies for. Like, there's shows like Summer Mania 3 that I remember my friends watching, and the minute they saw certain spots, they were like, yo, I have to go to to HXW. I have to sign with them. They are the best. COA to Nanavan have those moments too. You You have moments in any company. When you have some moments in companies where people look at that specific spot and say to themselves, I wanna be there. You know you're good. I wanted to get that. I wanted people to look at me and say, APH, you know that company you're running? I want in. And I managed to do that. Now, Breakdown, I don't know if the best battles ever has gotten to it yet. I'm not trying to rush it. I think Breakdown was a success. I think No Mercy was a success. Crossroads was a success. Um, Lights Out was great. Condemned, we should never speak of. (laughs) But... I honestly wanted to touch on this just for a short bit to uh, thank the roster members uh, of both Supernova and Riot. Uh, The women on Supernova and the men on Riot have been so patient, so, so patient with me in terms of me running my show because they know show delays come almost all the time. They know sometimes on all the lines, APH is going to fuck up here and there or some decisions I'm some decisions that I make, they're probably not going to like. But they're all deal with it anyways. And to that, I say thank you. To the people who are still with the show and the management, thank you. Big shout out to Christian Connors uh, for making my logos, by the way. Uh, shout out to Equilibrium in general for bringing me in. Um, and EWTV as well for uh, the partnerships. Uh, big shout out to Ammo Wrestling. Why? Because Bill Dern is amazing. I'm just randomly shouting him out because Bill Dern is amazing. Uh, but 
in all honesty, thank you guys for uh, watching the show. Thank you for those who are a part of the show. And thank you to those who just watch it whenever they get a chance to. Because it's people like you and the feedback that I get from whenever I talk about it. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's great, Angel. You're doing great with it, bro. And whenever, whenever I hear people say that, that's when I know and get a soft spot in my heart. Like, I know I'm doing something right. And I love that. It makes me feel great. So to everyone who tunes in, to those who are watching, to those who are on the roster, to those in management, from, from top to bottom, seriously, thank you. All right, I think I held you guys for too long. Uh, let's go into the predictions part. Uh, the ending is part of the show where I talk about my uh, me being thankful and everything and shit like that. So prepare for the sappiness, bitches. <laughs> um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you were to tell me around April that I was going to not only be in honor-bound HXW but also be a champion in both companies. I would spit in your fucking face and tell you, you're a liar. Stop smoking the drugs, kid. Stop doing the crack. Put the crack pipe down. You'll be fine. But no, that's legit what's happening. I'm a double champion. I am honor-bound world tag champ with Adam Richards. I am an HXW television champion. I'm an owner of World Pro Wrestling. I'm in MFW Arena Bell Wrestling. I'm commentator for GTT. I'm doing shows for Axis, Axis Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm face. I'm in a culture shock. I'm facing Amber Reed, uh, in one shot. I have other shit on my way. I'm thinking of doing Sim. Um, shit. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say anymore because it's just like this whole year has come by me so fast, and it's just I remember when I was an unknown. Like I remember way back when I was when no one knew who the hell I was. Now everyone's telling me as you see, I was there when APH was was first debuted. I said he would be the next big thing, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck. It's it's surreal, is what I'm trying to say. I went from relative unknown to the future. Uh, would I say that I'm proud of what I've done and? Do I think I did the perfect path? Hell no. Nothing's perfect. I do think I should have... I think I should have had more points in Axis and uh, Apex, but whatever. Adam Richards is close there, and hopefully he wins Apex. Um, This is coming out before Apex, so hopefully he won. And if he didn't, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm calling a recount. But either way... um. I personally want to just give a quick shout out to a lot of people. Uh, Brett Curtis for being my first opponent, my first world title match way back in January when I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Um, shout out to shout out to Christian Crude for hooking me up to contacts that will later turn into Townsend, uh, Jordan Brooks, uh, Adam Richards. Shout out to those three motherfuckers. Preppy is in this boat too. Because they were... Like, a lot of people can say, and rightfully so, that they saw potential in me. But those were the main four who would go out of their way to say, Yo, yo, you're special, bro. You, you got something. 
Richards came on post one day and said, randomly tagged me, said APH is the future. And so did Townsend. And Preppy was piggybacking off of that. And Brooks would text me after Summer Mania and say, or before even Summer Mania, when he told me, out of all the guys on that card, I was probably one of the few who just debuted and is on the card now because we see that much potential in you. Nate in Triumph, Nate West in Triumph, when I tell him I got certain things I want to do, I got certain promos I want to cut. Of course, I never really get to them sometimes because work always gets to my ass. And before I go on my soliloquy, like I said, I apologize to any Fed owners who I promised promos to but never deliver because, yeah, work be a bitch sometimes. But I remember whenever I tell Nate that, he'd be like, yo, APH is cool, it's cool. Because we see potential in you, blah, blah, blah. We see greatness. I'm like, dude, what? Lions will say the same thing. He's like, dude, we got we got faith. You know, and Tone chose you for a fucking reason to be his opponent. Because we got faith. You are the guy now. You are the, you are the future. And <laughs> it's surreal. Because honestly, I just don't see myself as that anymore. Because it's, I can't even say anything. I am overwhelmed, honestly. I get overwhelmed every time I get praised for something. Because I'm sitting here like, dude, I probably fucked up on this end. Or I probably fucked up on that end. Y'all see my post. I'm the most overcritical person in the world. I always criticize myself because I feel like I can do so much better than this. <laughs> and I can never do. It's so stupid that I think that about myself. When in reality, I'm okay at best. I'm doing fine. But yeah. Uh, seriously, though. To everybody uh, who's been there and supported. To the Michael Booms. Daniel Lyons, who's have me in their feds. Nate West, uh, Pegasus. Uh, John, GCT, have me do commentary. Uh, ring the bell. Thank you, guys. To uh, all of the people who supported me just off rip, Townsend, Brett Curtis, Crude, Goldman, Hell, Hunter Quinn, Brandon Alexander, Lawson, all of the kingdom, all of my boys in DOA, Jay Knight, Jonathan Reese, Exhaustor, Justice, Zach Rainey, and the crew. Um, to everybody, honestly. When I said um, Humble Nation during my promo, for uh, HXW, I legit meant everyone who helped me uh, from this point to get to this far. Uh, I can't thank everyone enough. I probably am going to spam this to you guys like crazy. Just try to hammer it home. Uh, but, but yeah, man. It's been one hell of a ride. I cannot wait to see what's next. Because, in all honesty, it only goes up from here. But, uh, on the real, you guys are the best. Uh, thank you so very, so very, very much. Um, 2021, I promise you, will be an amazing year for me. Uh, I'll make sure that all of you guys enjoy my stuff. I got way more logos coming in, more titles coming in. More promos, all that mess. Uh, WPW as well. To all the people who are on my roster, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about y'all. The freaking match card is coming very soon. I just got to get it ready. You know, it's almost done. 
By the way, updates are due on Wednesday. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, also, big shout out to everyone who watched Breakdown, honestly. That, that that took hell to put together, and I'm happy you guys enjoyed it. Everyone seemed to have a great time in the chat. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. The Iron Man match went over like crazy. I'm happy everyone had a fun time and a great time. Um, but seriously, though, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much. Y'all make a little kid uh, from Brooklyn actually feel happy. Because I jump into a community and I feel loved, you know, when I say I did, when I say I never belonged in any type of space, I meant that like I belonged in terms of a friend group, but never in wrestling. It was always in gaming or in a card game that I never liked to play or anime that I never really liked, but I just tagged along because they're my bros and they're my best buds, but I've never had a group that does primarily wrestling stuff that I into, that I enjoyed being around, and you guys are that. So, seriously, thank you. I, I can't. I, like I'm gonna say that a bunch of times because I seriously can't thank you guys enough. Uh, stay forever humble, all that jazz. Uh, we'll see y'all. I'll see you guys in 2021. Thank you, and God bless. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for listening to The Last Call with APH. See you soon.